everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Coffee with Yvonne, a show for creatives and entrepreneurs. I know it has been a hot minute since we have last connected, but let me catch you up just in case you did not see my mini IG posts about where I was for the past month. Okay, let's recap. In November, I went to Italy to celebrate my mom and my mom's twin sister's 60th birthday. We went to Rome and then we also hit up Milan and finished up in Milan with a family photo shoot. It was quite divine, quite divine. I loved it. 10 out of 10 for Milan, for sure. And then as soon as I got off the plane from Italy, I rolled right into the holiday campaign and it was just work from start to finish. And during that time period of the holiday campaign, I caught the flu. It was not the other one, the other one that we don't talk about, you know, we don't talk about Bruno with COVID. It actually was the flu and it took me down and I had the flu for about three weeks and I finally got to a point where I felt good enough where I could hop back on the mic where I wasn't coughing and hacking in your ear the entire time. I felt that would be unpleasant for you, but that being said, We have a lot of episodes, quite a few that I've recorded before I went on vacation and the holiday campaign kicked off and also some I'm recording right now. So you're going to get a lot of new content in the latter part of the year. Usually when I go on hiatus, you're going to get new content. So that's good for you, right? I hope so. Anyway, that being said, grab your coffee and let's chat. Before we get into this week's episode, we have to talk about our industry news segment called What's the Brew? And I'm going to be honest with you guys, I did not prepare copious notes the way I usually do when I'm chatting with you guys, so we're going to kind of wing it this time. Okay, let's pull up Instagram. Oh, this one's good. First story from Business of Fashion, it talks about luxury's battle with counterfeiters. Apparently, a growing number of young consumers, mainly Gen Z, is starting to embrace counterfeit products like Prada loafers and Gucci bags. And the fact that they have access to the internet has made getting these dupes a lot easier. The value of fake and pirated goods has tripled, oh my gosh, to $3 trillion since 2013. And the sad thing is, because consumers are able to get these goods online, they're buying it from AliExpress. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at y'all who get your stuff from AliExpress, including your hair bundles and also DHgate to connect with consumers directly with the counterfeit manufacturers. For those of us who grew up in the days of Canal Street and going to (laughs) back alleys to get our counterfeit goods, the girls aren't doing that anymore. They're going straight online, putting in their credit card information, and having the bags shipped directly to them. There are even, if you look it up, TikTok videos about this too, of people who work in luxury good retail who are comparing the dupe goods with the real goods that they have at home, and they're pretty close. However, for the girlies like me who can see the difference because, honestly, the leather tells a story, XYZ, And also the details are very important when it comes to um, dupe goods versus real goods. You can tell the fake ones from the real ones if you know what you're looking for, but that's not why we're here. The reason being for that is designers themselves are having a hard time of keeping these new customers of Gen Z because they have raised their prices over the years. Chanel is one of them. Chanel raises that bag price every single year. I don't understand how it went from two grand pre-pandemic to now it's five grand for a small wallet chain purse. 
And also, people like Louis Vuitton and other brands have really not embraced broader marketing standards of uh, more inclusivity and just being more aware of the fact that Gen Z is not as tied down to certain brands that their parents or their big brothers and big sisters are. Anyway, social media continues to see seasonal trends that have conditioned consumers to covet not only the it bag, but also shoes, tank tops, and more. We're thinking about more like the Sheehan's, the Fashion Novas, who have made a name for their brands off of creating dupes of the designer manufactured goods. That being said, it's still an issue, and the European Union Intellectual Property Office is trying really hard to keep this at bay and also lower the amount of dupes that are being sent out, but only time will tell. In our next story, oh, this is good. Whiskey brand Uncle Nearest exceeds 100 million in sales, making the distillery the most successful black-owned distillery in the world. This story came from Baller Alert. I know, right? Baller Alert. But this story came from Baller Alert that the black-owned Tennessee-based whiskey brand that just launched five years ago has exceeded, again, $100 million in sales as of October of this year. In 2021, Uncle Nears was founded by Fawn Weaver and has become the best black-owned, black-founded, and black-operated spirit brand in the country. The founder herself said, to reach this and every other milestone on our horizon, we continue to push nonstop. Every penny this company has earned has gone back into the business as well as to put Nearest Green's college-age descendants through college and to invest in minority-owned businesses and entrepreneurs through our Black Business Booster Program, the Nearest and Jack Advancement Initiative, and Uncle Nearest Ventures. This is really great because, again, as you know, a lot of the most popular distilleries, brands, etc., a lot of times were founded through the invention of black creativity. And what I mean by that is Uncle Nearest is, you can look up the story if you want to dispute, but Uncle Nearest, the famed Jack, I think it's called Jack Daniels whiskey, he actually learned that formula from Uncle Nearest, who was, I believe, a slave at that time or a free man at that time. The story is not coming to me at the moment. But the Uncle Nearest himself never got credit for helping to make Jack Daniels whiskey the multi-billion brand that it is today. And the fact that Uncle Nearest, his descendants, have created this brand and seen large amounts of notoriety due to building this and believing in it is really great to see. I've actually gifted this whiskey to quite a few people as Christmas gifts because if we go and buy, we're going to buy black, we're going to buy for the culture, we're going to buy to support other minority and women-owned brands, period. In our final story, let me look up something good for you guys. Ooh, this is cute. From OK Africa, Chanel did their first ever fashion show on the continent. I love this for us. So Chanel did a fashion show, a history-making fashion show on the continent in the country of Dakar. And this was recently. They showed their high-end collection for 2023 in Singalese, the capital of Dakar. Recently in, let's see, let's look at this date. I believe it was November. Oh, no, I'm wrong. It was in December. So all the celebs came out for it. You had the notable celebs in 
Africa. You also had people like Pharrell who pulled up and who wore the brand to, you know, make sure that they're representing at the show. This is really great because again, thinking about how fashion is so influential, but also at the same time has a long road in inclusivity and making sure that everyone has a chance to be seen. That Chanel sees that their customers are not only limited to Europe, America, and certain parts of Asia, and recognizing the spending power of the continent is a really, really big deal. I did take a look at some of the snaps that were featured in the show, and it was beautiful. They made sure it was culturally in tuned, and not only just put Chanel in what Eurocentric evening wear or daytime wear would look like, but they made sure that it spoke to who their target audience is. This week's special guest on Coffee with Yvonne is Marissa Kearney. Marissa, she is the founder of Target While Black and also Retail While Black, two platforms that highlight Black-owned businesses in one of the most popular retailers ever, Target, which I'm probably going to go there after recording this because your girl did none of her holiday shopping and I have about uh, less than a week. Anyway, that's not why we're here. Her platform has garnered thousands of followers on both Instagram and TikTok, and she does such an amazing job of highlighting these Black-owned businesses that may not have the same uh, visibility or even marketing dollars to push out the messaging that she pushes out on her platforms. What I love about Marissa is she comes across so authentic and genuinely invested in making sure that these Black-owned businesses, whether at Target or any of the brands she features on Retail While Black, her other platform get the spotlight that they deserve. So as you get ready to finish up your holiday shopping, just like me, because again, I did nothing. Keep in mind supporting these black owned businesses and other minority owned businesses as you shop small and shop local this holiday season. And I hope you enjoy this interview with Marissa. That's okay. That's okay. I've, I've done my share of name butchering. I always ask now too. Um, <laughs> But I, it's, it's Marissa and people call me Melissa all the time when they see me in public. And I'm like, where'd the L come from? Huh? <laughs> you know, that's okay. But Marissa, thank you so much for joining me for coffee today. But first we have to read your bio, as I like to call it, your receipts. And your receipts are quite impressive. Target while black got its name to put a positive spin on a negative term. When you're doing something while black, you bring the flavor and the culture with you, not the negativity. On Marissa Kearney's pages, she highlights black brands, representation and all around cool things she finds in retail. Her overall goal is to raise awareness and increase exposure to black brands in retail stores. As a result, Target While Black, one of my favorite platforms to follow on the Insta, has now expanded to two pages, Target While Black and Retail While Black, showing everyone how to buy Black in all retail spaces such as the mall, the grocery store, and other box brands. Marissa has promoted Honeypot, another personal favorite, Be Rooted, Scotch Porter, and many more Black brands found in retailers like Ulta, Public, Sprout, Barnes & Noble, and Target. And with that being said, welcome to Coffee with Eva and Marissa. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it when they match energy with me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, first and foremost, let me first give you your flowers. 
your account, Target While Black. I stumbled upon during the mid days of the pandemic. So I would say like 21 around that time. And it was really the height of when everyone was trying to support black owned brands. You had the rise with the protests with George Floyd. So everyone felt that they needed to do their part. And Target, um, this account came across for Instagram. And I said, Target while black, this looks cute. And it just was like a rabbit hole full of information. I thought I was aware of all the things Target had for black folks. I did not know half of the things that were available and you really have spotlighted in a positive way these black owned brands that may not have had the marketing tools and information to really promote themselves so claps to you for that. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. It it was one it was one of those things where it was kind of I was in the right place at the right time because I started my page before um the really the 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 big civil unrest that happened, that big shift that we saw in, in like 2021, late 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around that time. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was like, I need, I need to do something for my, really that was for myself. Like I was seeing black Santa in the, in the store. And I was like, I'm going to share these black Santas. And Kevin was like, okay, well, whatever, you want to start a page, you want an outlet for your creativity, you know, share the Black Santas. And it kind of dominoed into what we see now. And I'm thankful that I was, I was going down my own journey. And then I got to bring people along with me and what I was doing. And see, that makes sense. Because like, for example, the Black Santa. Growing up, I am a late 80s baby. So I grew up in the 90s. My mom was always looking for like Black Santa, little Black Jesus for the nativity scenes and things like that. And there were always such anomalies to find. And once you found them, they were normally sold out because there were only like five available in the store. So what your brand has done is really put a spotlight on the fact that even though Black culture is so ingrained in everything that we do, that we are from music to movies to food, we still don't have that representation in a lot of these spaces. And we're expected to accept that the status quo is still European centric. In reality, it's so diverse, but we're not seen in a lot of those spaces, even down to the doll you have behind you. My fondest memory growing up is my Kenya doll when I was little. You know what? I'm upset that I didn't have one of those because you want a Kenya doll? No. So I learned about the Kenya doll when I was like, hey, look, there's this doll, be you know, healthy roots, and you can do her hair. And people were like, Well, I had a doll you could do their hair when you're growing up. And I was like, Well, I didn't. Where'd you guys get this doll from? <laughs> and, you know, you're right, because like that doll was such a big Christmas item in the 90s and my mom bought me one she always made sure my Barbies were black and any toys I had I was able to see myself but again that's not always the case when it comes to products and outside of toys when we think about home goods like cleaning products Fenron Care shout out to Honeypot um, things like that that are really driven to speak to us specifically it's either they're very small quantities or these businesses don't survive. So they need our dollars to do so. Yes. And it's such a large conversation. I find myself having a conversation um, with people. My, my family is making a lot of noise in the kitchen right now. Yeah. It's okay. Let, let okay. your family be. <laughs> 
<laughs> they all froze. Um, <laughs> but it's such a large conversation when we're talking about buying black and retail spaces because it really is, there's a new narrative that needs to be told because beforehand, when you were talking about, uh, you know, buying black people are thinking that you have to go directly to that person. And even now when I'm speaking to people about why we should be shifting our dollars to do both, I get a lot of pushback from some people because they don't, they don't feel like um, they want to support the targets of the Walmarts or the, all these other box stores. So it's a conversation of having that yeah, you might go to that store, but you were going to go to that store anyway. Like, don't play with me. I know you were going to go to Walmart or Target or TJ Maxx, wherever you were, you were going to go anyway. Like we all have our store that we go to. And when you go to that store, if we can just shift some of our money to that store, it's a big difference in supporting brands that have historically not have the marketing dollars to be on a commercial, to be on a billboard. So if you don't know they're there, then yeah, that black brand gets into Target, it gets into Walmart, it gets one large order, and then it just disappears, and they never get another large order again, because we didn't know they were there to support them in the first place. My page started out as like, let me, let me, let me share Black Santa, then let me educate people behind, behind the brand, like who that person is. And then it shifted into this whole, like, this is what it means to be a conscious consumer. If you want to be a conscious consumer and you want black brands to survive and get these orders and you want to be able to easily access, be accessible to you, then we have to support them where they are. Yep. And you know what, before we dive into the rest of our questions, like, I know you can see the space where we're in right now behind me, white boxes. Those are Brandon Blackwood, you know, and he is one of my favorite. I love him. I love him. Hey, Brandon, I hope you're listening one day. That bamboo tote it gives. Anyway, I have specifically, you know, you see the the normal designer boxes, but I make sure I put my dollars behind supporting the Brandons of the world so that he can continue to create even better handbags and better quality and reach more customers. Because if we don't, Who's going to do it? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. No, but nobody else is going to. The the way things become luxury is we make them luxury. Ooh, you know, like that nobody, is affordable. That is nobody, affordable. Nobody cares about Louis Vuitton or Chanel until everybody started talking about Louis Vuitton and Chanel. So mm -hmm. if you know, we're gonna show up somewhere in our brand in Blackwood and in our Telfars, we are making that luxury. For, for us. Um, and we have we have accomplished that with Brandon and with Telfar. There's Telfar Tuesdays on HBCUs across the nation. They whip they whip out their Telfars on campus every Tuesday to show off. Wait, they whip out their Telfars on Taco Tuesday now? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not Taco Tuesday, it's Telfar Tuesday. Okay, Telfar Tuesday. That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. And then they have like at Howard, they have like a whole every Tuesday, there's a new video on TikTok of like everybody with their new their, their bubblegum pink, their yellow. And I I love to see that because oh, you know what? I'm about to go on like a whole little side soliloquy, but I feel like I have to be said. Go, go on a soliloquy, dear. You have the floor. <laughs> when we are talking about black brands, like let's, let's, let's keep the tell easy in mind. What irks me to no end is when people get online and then complain about the tell easy. And it's because 
I'm like, I feel like you, they don't truly understand. They're like, well, we're, we should be allowed to give criticism to a black owned business. I'm not saying you have to like every black owned business. What I'm saying is there's a range of black owned businesses that you could like, and you could buy. If you don't like to tell Feezy, then go move on to Brandon. If you don't like Brandon, there are several other people that you can buy from. But what bothers me is that this is a luxury tote. This is a tote bag, y'all. <laughs> it's supposed to be for you to go shopping and shove things in your tote. So <laughs> keeping that in mind, if you are buying something as a purse and it's not a purse, let's just, let's just keep that to ourselves. And you know what? You bring up a great like point because I've seen the girls, just like you said on Twitter, criticizing the Telfar bag. Now, first and foremost, Telfar is a vegan leather. Vegan leather itself has a shelf life. If you don't know how to take care of your bags, let's give the girls a lesson really quick, okay? Wait. You just don't have them sitting out on the floor. You don't have them collecting dust. You don't have them being like put underneath piles of clothing. You put mm -hmm. her back in the box. You put her in her dust bag and you sit her up pretty, like you see displayed mm -hmm. here. Those are just my main ones. There are others around, but I don't want to, you know, toot my own horn right now. But anyway, <laughs> but you take care of your investment. When you treat your investment like it's rainbow shop, of course, it's going to have the quality of rainbow because you didn't take care of it. And I think there is something to be said about the criticism of black owned brands because we are actively fighting for a shelf space in an industry that barely wants to take a chance on us in the first place. If they see negative reviews from our own community, that's gonna make them think twice about setting another order with that black owned business. And it could also be detrimental to its survival. I, I, I just need us to understand the assignment right now. We're, it's, it's being missed <laughs> um, because it's, it's just like, yeah, can you, can you not like it? Yes, but things don't, but this conversation becomes very, public and the, everything does not need to be said. I don't know. I don't understand this, the social media shift of people saying everything. And I grew up on social media. I had a MySpace. I had the fallen letters with Cassie playing in the background. Don't say that too. Mm -hmm. Mine was um, in sync. No cap, but you <laughs> yes, I had I, me and you letters fallen. That was me. That was me. I had all of that, but I learned very early on that everything does not need to be said, um, especially when we're, we're still building. So if you don't like something, move on and don't be so quick to, you know, have Twitter fingers when it comes to things that involve our community. I saw another post today and they were talking about how brands just want our money and they were showing uh, the brands who were partnering with Marvel. And one of the brands that they showed was a black owned business. And I had to, I had to tell, I had to say to them, I said, well, like, what would you, you don't want them to partner with Marvel? Wouldn't that be great yeah. exposure for their business to partner with a Marvel? Okay. And it was Black Panther, Black Panther partnering with black owned business. Like, let's keep a buck a buck. Black Panther is Disney y'all. It's Disney. So if they, if they're going out of their way to make it that black owned businesses are having a partnership with Marvel, we need to be supporting that. So when Black Panther 3 comes out, that they use even more black owned businesses to showcase Black Panther because that movie is, is for us. The director may be black, but that is a Disney movie. The math isn't mathing for me sometimes when it comes to that. And I think 
your platform again brings that spotlight to educate and also inform but encourages us to spend those dollars but when you were creating target while black and still working a full-time job i know that was challenging for you first and foremost because content is consistent and constant right mm -hmm. and when you left your full-time job i think you did a post around this i wasn't sure i think you did i saw it in my stories um what encourage you to take that leap of faith to say you know what i'm going to put all my energy all my knowledge and positivity in this platform and has it paid off for you so far has it created those opportunities that you were looking for yes it, it has it has but i think i'm still going so when i first decided to quit my job first of all i didn't really like my job that very much um that i had <laughs> i didn't really like it very much um I was once a teacher and then I left teaching sixth grade to be an administrator at um, my alma mater, University of South Florida. And um, while I was there, I had a little car fluffle where they were trying to move me to another job, but not pay me anymore, even though the person that was there before me was getting paid 20,000 more dollars, but that's here nor here or there. So um, when I moved into this new space that I was in, it was in um, EdTech. And I was every week had a thousand more people. And then it got to the point where every day I had a thousand more people. And then it became every hour I had a thousand more people. And I went from having 30,000 to 60,000 to 75 to hundred really quickly, really quickly, just off of one viral post where I talked about there was a black owned toilet paper. And I think that was so shocking to people that that was the like, oh, no, let me go. Let me go find. Let me go find her. Let me go follow her. I know that toilet paper because I've saved it in my target cart many a time and I was uh -huh. waiting for it to come to my target and I saw it. I was like, that's the toilet paper. Oh, that's the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that one viral post sent me over the edge. Um, and it was, it was a turning point for me. Like I could have stayed at my job and I was, I, I really wanted to kind of stay at my job and do the content because I was like, well, you can, you're getting, you can get one paycheck, but what if you can get two? But I was overworking myself and my goal my, my goal is literally to just exude black girl luxury and not the icky way, but in the way of where I'm not overworking myself and I get to take a break with my family. I get to enjoy my family. I get to make them dinner and ask them how their school day was. Like, that's what really what I wanted. And I was not able to do that, holding a full-time job and doing my content. So the honeypot gave me a contract. Okay. Okay. We love honeypot. I have, let's see, I have their feminine care products, their wipes, the spray. I put my mama on, my friends on. We all love honeypot. People don't like the cooling sensation, but I'm here for it. I love it. If it, if it don't tingle, then it's not working for me. <laughs> and you know what? She's less angry. Okay. When she has, it, mm -hmm, she's less angry. She's more like, you know what? We'll be okay. Yeah, it'll be okay. Yeah, we'll be okay. I, I love it. I love it. And it was, it was the moment where I was like, okay, if someone is willing to take this big of a chance on you and give you a, whole, a contract for a whole year, you maybe could make this work. Now, before we all jump off and start quitting our jobs because we got one contract, please don't do that. Um, 
I I use my credit card to the max <laughs> for a little minute there because even though I had that contract with Honeypot, you don't get paid out right away for anything. The contracts are sometimes 30 days, sometimes 60 days. If you have a, a, a really big brand, sometimes it can be a 90-day contract. So I was really you uh, relying on my family, relying on um, my dad was like, listen, 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 boo, I got you. Mm-hmm. If something, something happens. I got you. Kevin's got you. Just take this, take the leap. Um, and it really wasn't until like March of that next year where I was like consistently seeing the contracts pull in, but still they were 90 day contracts. So I got that one check from Honeypot and I was like, okay, that's cool. I can pay my mortgage. Um, but now it's March and I'm just now starting to pull these other 90 day contracts. So that puts us at what April, May, June puts us at June, but I'm just now in a place where the money is consistent enough for me to start moving a little different. But I mean, what is it's now it's like what almost a full year of me, like making and taking and just betting on myself to be okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and again, it does sometimes take that leap and your support system, let's really emphasize that, helps you take that leap because for a lot of people, they always talk about how their family or their significant other helped to financially support them while they were building their business, their brand or their platform. So mm-hmm. that is claps to your family for believing in you enough to create content that's going to be impactful, but also know how to monetize that, that will create additional revenue for you and your family. Now, thinking about the platform that you created and the brands that you feature, how do you decide which brands to feature? Like, is it you just going to Target and like the rest of us just shopping and vibes? Or do you have like a content strategy in which you're mapping out uh, products that you know are launching and you know when they're going to launch in Target or any other retail store? Um, So a little bit of all three. It, it kind of depends. Um, sometimes I'm just shopping and then I'll see something that catches my eye and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I like this. Okay. Let me, let me share this with the girls. Um, and all, all, everybody on my page is like my best friend in my head. I haven't met a lot of those people, but everybody's like my best friend. So I'm sharing it with my friends. Like, Hey, look what I found today. Um, but I also do have, um, well, when I was first starting, I had a list of, I want people to know about this category, like makeup. And I want people to know about like hygiene and self-care. And then I would make videos for those specific brands that fell into those categories. Um, Now that I am kind of past that and I have a full list of all the black owned businesses that you can find at Target on my website. Um, You can also go to target.com but they show you black owned, black founded and then some ads sometimes. Um, and my thing's being intentional. So a lot of people, they want to shop black owned, which black found is a whole nother conversation, which I still think we should be supporting. But anyway, I now have brands coming to me saying, I'm going to launch on this day at this time. Can you help me? Um, and I also have the old brands that I featured beforehand say, Hey, you know, you featured me last year. Um, and I have a sale that I'm running, or I have a promotion that I need. Or even sometimes like, hey, I'm trying to hit this marker so that they don't, they, they don't, they don't take me out of target. Um, what's up? And I work with them on a campaign and we just take it from there. 
So really, when you are putting this together, you are essentially the constant strategist for these Black-owned brands in the connection to Target. So you already have a tapped-in audience that they know is going to shop at Target or any of your retail while Black stores that you feature. They already know that the customers on your page have the money to spend it because let's just be real, the stores that you feature, Marissa, they're not for the, the penny pinchers. We don't pinch pennies when we go to Target or Trader Joe's or any of those places. We're there to shop. And then we get shocked at the register later, but we'll be fine. But they know that your audience is tapped in enough that they're going to see enough return on their investment when they choose to work with you, correct? Yes. Yep, that's right. And it's, it's one of those things. I had a brand come to me and they said, I work with this influencer page and that page had 3 million people on it, but I didn't get one order. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, that's because the, the turn to wall black girls, like we show something we're ready. We're ready to shop. Like, where's my card? I'm going to go, I'm going to go pick it up right now. Um, and it really is a, a curated community of, I don't know how I got lucky enough to find the black women that were like me. That's the best part of my page. I feel like for me, I found a community of black women who I feel like mirror the way that I grew up and the things that I liked and the places that I like to be because the target girlies, the black target girlies are a unique niche of, of, of people, right? Like we are, we are, <laughs> we're, we're, the, we're the Starbucks buying. Yep. We're a little bougie, but we yep. also like a good, like, you know, budget friendly, but still stylish, like piece of clothing yeah. item. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's we're, cute. we're sweet, but don't try us. You know that exactly. little, exactly. That little bubble. While we're being a little shady with a wide brim hat. Yes. Just, like stare at you, you know. That's our vibe. Yes. It's the whole vibe. So I got lucky in finding an entire community like that. So when I do share something with them, I I never run into people not being supportive of that thing. Um, they save it. I see them saving it. I see them sharing it with other people, you know, like, yeah, exactly. I, I see, I see us making moves to make that something that even if we don't purchase today, we're going to purchase later on, or, you know, Target Well Block's not going to go away. So I can come back and I can look through her page again. And people turn my page on in the store just to like, let it run just so they can see what they're going to buy. Like, oh, I'm just going to, Marissa, I just turn your page on. I just let all the reels run through so I can see what I'm shopping for that day. And you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because when I'm looking at your content now, especially with the holiday season coming up, your mm-hmm. content is going to be vital for a lot of people who are trying to find those gifts for that special someone. Mm-hmm. And thinking about it, one, are you going to consider like creating like any additional content around the target while black for the holiday season or retail while black like an instagram gift guide or a digital guide or maybe do like a special um like viral video or something like that have you considered that kind of content yes so there is a blog it will be out on the 17th um and it has all the gifts that i feel like you should purchase for your significant other in there um and it's, it's like a favorite thing. <laughs> yes exactly um <laughs> So I, I'm excited about that. I have someone who's actually helping me um, write a lot of my blogs. So she's going to be turning a lot of my posts into blog blog posts. 
Um, and that's part of me trying to get some of the Pinterest girlies and be able to like click something that they can read. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I really smart. Mm-hmm. I really want it to be like a full gift guide. And I was going to do an Instagram gift guide. So if you go to my page right now, you probably can see like the Instagram, like the, the, the skeleton of an Instagram gift guide that I was getting together but there wasn't enough space there. Once I started trying to do everything, there wasn't enough space there. So I was like, let me just do a blog post and let it have clickable links and let it be like a living blog post. So as we go through the season, if there's anything else that I find and I feel like you guys want, for example, this past week, this isn't a black owned brand, but I found black Santa on a gift card. And I was like, oh yeah, that needs to go on there for sure. <laughs> where, where did you find black Santa on the gift card? At Target. See, <laughs> it's always Target. Target, I love you. I'm just, I'm just gonna tell that right now. I love you. I was there yesterday. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like little things like that that I, I really want, and I do want to make some posts around. Um, like, here's some things that you can get for for them or for your daughter, or so you will see some repost because I feel like some of the things I posted before could be gifts. Um, and then you will see some new posts with new brands that are coming into Target. And then, <laughs> and then you will see some things that I just like, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is a good like mixture of everyone that you can buy gifts for this season. Okay. And you know, I saw during the summertime, you were recently at Essence Festival which I went in 2019, you went to the first in-person Essence Festival in over two years, which was probably so exciting. But the best part, you went in partnership with Target. How did it feel going from a fan to a brand representative? Yes. Okay. So first of all, fangirl moment to the max, because I've always wanted to go to Essence. That was the very first Essence I've ever gotten to go to. And my page has only been around for about two years. So in that time period where Essence was like incubating on the net, I got to go to the first one that was back in person. And I felt like they were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to bring it this year since we haven't gotten to, to be in person, but to be able to be an ambassador at that moment, I felt like somebody was seeing me and what I was doing because, you know, I was getting the brand deals and, um, I was, I was making a difference. I've been making a difference, but it kind of felt like Target wasn't taking notice at that, at that time. It had been a, a while and I was like, okay, I don't have one. I don't have one sponsor post with Target. You know, why not? Um, if buying black and being a black part of the community is going to be one of the initiatives that you're going to push you, you, you know, you probably need to be working with the one black target page that's on the internet. Um, so it felt like a big relief to say, okay, they do see me and they do see what I'm doing and they do realize the power that I'm holding, not only for their store, but for the black brands. And I feel like I get to be a unique bridge between the brands and target the brands and the consumers and the consumers in Target. So I, I get to play this, this unique position where 
I can talk to everyone and see what everyone is feeling and needing and doing and then acting on that. And you know what, that is smart because a lot of marketing is research, right? We're mm -hmm. always trying to figure out who our audience is, how to talk to them, how to identify those audience demographics. And you've managed to be a link between the corporate, the consumer and the product itself, which is a very unique position to be in. And to your point, a good place to monetize that position because mm -hmm. you are actually giving people a real view of what people are saying behind these brands that they will not get if they did like a blind study or any kind of research because people don't tell the truth when they do those research studies half the time they lying but you're able to with your content connect with them in a real-time way that they wouldn't be able to pay even the biggest research company to figure out for them right exactly exactly and that was that was the thing when i was when i was when I did finally get to talk to them, I was like, hey, listen, I don't have to, I don't have to play as nice as Target would have to play because I get to be, I get to be black. I get to just be me on my page. You know, I don't, I don't have to do the red tape and the dances that you have to do on your page because every time Target posts one of my videos on their page, the racists like come from the rooftop. They're just like there to say anything negative. But something that is also unique about my page is I don't have any foolery. There's no foolery in my comments. It's just us shopping at Target, getting to do what we do and be ourselves. So here's a place where you can connect with me and I can connect with the audience and we don't have to be in the midst of all the racism. We can just have fun. It's our safe space. Yes. Yes. It makes sense. But thinking about the holiday season, you know, with inflation and everything, it's a little tough right now for people to go shopping. And oftentimes price point for my black or minority owned brands tends to be a bit higher due to yeah. production costs. How would you encourage consumers to still support black owned businesses over those bargain brands when they're shopping for their gifts? the way that I appreciate that you know why black owned businesses are marked up. I could, I could literally hug you right there. Why are they so expensive? Because it has to be for right now. Um, and my thing would be, uh, it is really tough outside right now. The cost of everything is expensive. I know everybody's pockets are tight. The, the way that we get the black owned businesses to be on the same playing field with the other businesses being the same price or better is by al allowing them to have those bigger purchase orders from these brands so that they can bring down their cost. So if there's something that you really, really want, I still encourage you to take the money that you were going to spend maybe on two or three other things and just buy even that one thing um, so that you can encourage more purchase orders from more of the big businesses for more money in their pockets so we can get our margins lower. And you know what? I'm glad you broke it down exactly like that because that is the exact way that the cause and effect of change helps to create better product margins or you know for these businesses it's like shark tank 101 i watch it every single week they always ask what your cost to produce the product is what your cost to you know when it hits the shelf and how much you make on each of those products that you develop 
And a lot of times when those black owned businesses are featured, their costs are always higher because they don't have the ability to have access to a big warehouse or shipping producer who can get their costs down to under a dollar, which is like the sweet spot for a lot Mm -hmm. of these different products. So I'm glad you brought that up. And even thinking about the holiday season itself, we know it's easy to buy we're not going to say his name. We don't talk about Bruno, um, but we know it's easy to buy certain brands over other brands. But when you have a brand that you know is coming from your community, you know it's someone who literally started from the bottom and had to build themselves up, and you gift that to someone else that you know is going to appreciate it. That gift means ten times more than a pair of we don't talk about Brunos. I know what you're talking about, and it, and also too, even if you gift a black owned business to someone like the easiest gift that I can think of to give to all your girlfriends, your mom and everybody else's lipstick. It's like, it's, it's maybe the lip bar, you give it to them. And guess what? Maybe they love it so much that they're like, you know what? My, for Christmas, my daughter got me this lips. That's how my mom is. My daughter got me this lipstick. What was the name of that lipstick again, Marissa? And then she goes and she buys one. And now she has a new brand that she loves. And word of mouth, community really is the thing that is going to change buying black on its head. If we are able to pull the community in the right way, even by just gifting a black owned brand, so it puts it in somebody else's head, we're going to be winning. If we are where we are in 10 years right now, I'm popping everybody. You know, when I'm like creating my own content, like even if I look around my my apartment right now, I'm wearing the shirt I'm wearing is from a black women owned business, Jolie Noir, who were guests on my show last season. In my bathroom, I have black owned hair care products. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, black owned handbags, clothing, this that, and the other. Like I make it my due diligence to at least have one product from different areas that support the culture. However, not everyone is the same with that. And also too, what I think people miss with black owned brands, these are brands that are speaking specifically to us or curated for us. Mm-hmm. And it's something special about that. Like my one baseball cap I have by Grace Elaine, I think it is, it's silk line. It's a satin line baseball cap. For years, I would wear baseball hats and my hair would break off. But this silk line cap has become my favorite because it's protecting my hair. Only a black woman would know to put a silk line cap inside of a baseball hat to protect our hair. You're not only supporting the culture, but you're supporting these innovative ideas that are made solely for us. Mm -hmm. Yep. Speaking of satin line caps, Curl Cap has a license, official license with Disney. And she made a Black Panther cap and a Tiana cap. And I love it. Can you send me the link to that? Because I would love to have that too. Yes, yes. She's been taking all my coins all summer. She just keeps coming out with new hats. She could take mine too. I'm fine with it. It's fine. I may have braids right now, but they will come out eventually. I'm not looking forward to it. The back of her cap is open. So it's satined in the front and the back is open. So you can put your braids through it. See, for us, by us. (laughs) They could never. They could never. But it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and think about for you, Marissa, what's next for you? I know you mentioned the blog and other brands that you're working with Target to help them promote before they launch in stores. Are mm-hmm. you working on any additional projects or collaborations with the other brands you partner with that you would like to share? 
So the biggest thing that I want to do, um, I had to take a minute and be like, should you share this? Because if somebody else comes and try to take, if they come and try to take my ID, I'm suing. <laughs> I'm suing. Go ahead and get your Johnny Cochran on. It's fine. Right. Um, but I, what I really want to do is create a platform between both of my businesses that allows people to know what black owned brands are in each store all in one place. So that they can be like, hey, I'm in CVS today. What black owned businesses are in CVS? And they can just whip up my little profile um, and go through the database and be like, okay, let me see if I have any of these brands in my store. And that is going to be the next way that I figure out how to shift the dollar because right now my, my page acts that way. But what if we could do it easier? But that makes sense because that would involve you doing more. I'm not a designer in that terms, but that's like UX design, figuring out how to make it user-friendly for easy navigation. That's building out the website. That's even thinking about um, connecting with these stores to get access to their database of mm -hmm. how they um, process their product lines online to make sure those search words match with what you have on the back end of your site as yeah. well. So that's something that can be built over time, especially since you've already put the groundwork in and you're proving your concept works. This is almost like, it's almost like the beta testing for that platform. You know, yes. the social media site is the beta testing for what will be in, built in the future. We're gonna speak into existence. The retail while black platform or database that's gonna change the game. So I see it coming. It's yes, get I am so excited because I've already started reaching out to some of these brands, some of these, some of these big stores that I won't share, but some of these big stores, I've already been like, Hey, here are the numbers for what I'm pulling in for your business. So if you were working with me on something where people can shop exclusively through this platform to go back to your business, it'll take you, it'll take them right back to you. Um, but what does that look like for you? And what does it look like for the black community? Because the, the other issue is that we have a lot of mistrust in our community and it's well-founded. It's well-founded because they, they, I'm not even gonna say they, racist white people try to reimagine stories. Oh, that, that sirens for, for, uh, for, for dinner. Oh, you know about the siren too, huh? Girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the way though, my families have told me so many things about the way they grew up and the things that they've been through. Like I, I understand the mistrust hundred percent. So when I say something is at your store and it's black, it's different from when the big box brands of the store say it is. Um, not to say that I can't make mistakes, but I, I, I go, I go hard in the paint researching brands, but um, when they say it, it's like, is it though? Are you, yeah. are you sure? Yep. Um, but when I say it, they're like, okay, Marissa at least went and dug through this person's profile and tried to figure out who they were and who the owner was before she posted this. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a moment of pause for them. They were kind of like, okay, but that's why you need more black people on your team, retail people of the world. Because if I say that, I said that to you just now and you got it immediately, right? Yep. But if we say that to a room full of people who are not black, they're not, they're, they're still not getting it. You know, they're like, well, it, what does it matter if you say it or I say it? Okay. Because they don't have to get it. That's the thing. 
it's not their issue to understand. And again, that representation matters from not just the product on the shelf, but everything behind the scenes. The reason why Target, let's just be transparent, has been so successful with launching these initiatives to support Black-owned businesses because a lot of their executives are now looking more and more like us. And they're able to bring those conversations to places that we were never in before. I speak for myself, for example, working as a marketing manager, I make in my due diligence, I actually work in retail marketing for shopping centers, um, running the strategies, but I make it my due diligence to highlight black minority owned businesses at my centers and to make sure that they're getting the spotlight that they deserve. But it's only because I know that this is important and needed before that wasn't being done, but it's because it wasn't someone like them who worked behind the scenes. So yes, that work yes. is still in progress. It is. It is. And a lot of the brands have a lot of catching up to do. I will say that I'm surprised by some of the bigger box brands. I think that, um, specifically for like target wall black and target it seems like target is doing the most right now because the platform target wall black has made it very apparent what they're doing and that's the difference between other retailers who are on the same level as target but they're not getting their messaging across the way that it needs to be to tell that story that they are doing it in their stores and because of that they're not going to have brands being as successful there because people don't know. Can I be real? Yes. They don't have content creators on their team who care enough to highlight these brands. They can carry them in the store, but they're not building the story around it. Mm-hmm. I reached out to all of these people. Just so you and I both know, I reached out to these brands. I know their receipts. I know the receipts exist. <laughs> I know they do, but yeah. it's fine. Two of them told me, well, you're going to have to go through, you know, this other marketing platform. And I was like, oh, okay. You don't get it. <laughs> right. Right. They're thinking small, but they're not realizing there's a bigger picture at stake. Right. And it's also better for their brand identity because we have buying power, but that's mm -hmm. neither here nor there. I just want to first and foremost say thank you so much for joining me for coffee today. Before I let you go. We uh -huh. do have a few quick fire questions. Now this is top of the dome. Are you okay. down? Yes, let's do it. Yay, I love them. They're fun, They're just as fun as me. Okay, if you were a superhero, what powers would you have? Oh, invisibility. Everyone chooses that. Why would you have invisibility? Um, I think sometimes, this is, this is so deep, but sometimes when, <laughs> Sometimes uh, when I, when I was growing up, I did not like to be seen at all because I felt like if people were seeing me, then they were judging me. Mm. Um, and that's very different now, but sometimes I do like to just retreat into being in spaces where I still get to be invisible. I feel that. I feel that. I, I sometimes, if I had to choose a superpower, I would say it would either be reading someone's mind or traveling into like the future of the past like time travel and reading someone's mind i mean sometimes i just don't want to have to verbally communicate with people i just kind of want to feel the vibe and if the vibe is not vibing the way i want to i just want to separate myself from the conversation before it becomes one but you know what i'm so sensitive like i'm a highly sensitive person that i would rather i would i would rather be invisible than know what they were thinking and they were saying something mean because i would just sit there and cry 
So wait, are you a cancer by chance? I'm a Capricorn. Oh my gosh, I'm a cancer. Oh that's so that's so different for Capricorn. Well, no, 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 Cap, no, you guys are sensitive. I'm not gonna go into it, but y'all are sensitive deep down inside. Y'all just don't like to verbally express it to those who exactly, don't. Exactly, exactly. So I just want to be invisible and yes. cry silently. <laughs> that, that makes sense. And you dive yourself into your work during that sensitivity. I know, I know. Mm -hmm. uh, for the next question, okay, you're going out with the family. You look cute, braids is popping, lips are good, face is beat. What song or rap will you just body at karaoke night? Oh. Cardi, anything Cardi. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh my goodness! Listen, you know I don't know what song you put on. Anyone, bar for okay. bar. One of my favorite songs, and I have not revealed this to anybody except for a few people. Money bag is one of my absolute favorite Cardi. I songs. love money bag. I'm not even gonna cap you sometimes when it comes on, I'll be practicing like I'm on like karaoke night too. So yeah, I I, I agree with you on the Car Cardi thing. Yes. Cardi, the whole thing. Every all every day. <laughs> all day. Even the um Cardi mixtape Cardi. I was here for her too. Yeah, yeah, bar for bar, word for word. I I feel like that confused people a lot because I could be listening to country music in my car, or I could be listening to something that's like hardcore. You're like, oh, this this girl, what's wrong with her? I could go from I dug my key into the side, like all the way down to trap music. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I got I got all of Paramore. What? Come on. Oh, I love her. Oh my god. Oh, oh, misery business was my jam. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> And then last question for you. If you were a coffee, what kind of coffee would you be? Oh, I like my coffee black, like my soul. I'm just yes, kidding. Yeah. But I like my coffee black. <laughs> black coffee, no sugar, no cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just black. Just black coffee. That's it. I love it. Well, you were so much fun. Tell people where they can find out more about you. I know where you are because I follow all your content and both your platforms. But tell the people where they can find out more about you. And also the blog you said is launching very soon or the gift guide, one of the two. Um, tell them when they can find that. And if there's an email listserv they can sign up for to find out all the latest things happening on your channels. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Target Well Black. Um, and also retail wall black on Instagram. If you aren't a target girly, but maybe you're an Ulta or a Nordstrom girly, you can find me there. Um, and I also have, um, targetwallblack.com, which will be where the blog is, where you can sign up for any email alerts. Um, all the, all the good jazz, all the good jazz is on any of those platforms. And if you ever need me too for anything at all, you can email me, you can DM me. I try to answer everything very real i appreciate how real you are how authentic you are on this platform and i look forward to seeing all the amazing things that you will be doing with target while black retail while black and you're going to be like the next oprah's favorite things i feel it in my soul i feel it i would love that <laughs> i feel it. let's add it to your vision board for 2023 i see it coming down the pipeline and i will be cheering for you each and every step of the way Thank you. I appreciate it. Wouldn't it be cool if Oprah just like put me as like a little sidebar on hers? Like, hey, this is what Target Well Black said is popping. First of all, all the internet cousins and aunties were like, oh my God, I remember <laughs> when. 
<laughs> thank you so much. I enjoyed talking to you. I'll chat with you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, what did you think? Wasn't Marissa fun? I told you she was fun. I always try to bring guests on here that will either provide you know, new insight for you or give you an opportunity to spend your dollars where they'll have the most impact. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me for today's chat. I know, again, it's been a hot minute since we hung out with each other, but I will do better as best as I can as we enter the new year. To learn more about me and my business, Pink Dollhouse Marketing, you can check out my website, pinkdollhousemarketing.com, or you can follow my business page on Instagram. You can slide in my DMs. It's cool at Pink Dollhouse Marketing. I'll chat with you soon. Bye. Coffee with Yvonne is produced and edited by Yvonne Pearson. Coffee with Yvonne is created by Pink Dollhouse Marketing. You can catch the latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.